self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i don't have anybody to be this week so i'm just calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful fantastic episode you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we are still doing the list of the letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, conversationconartists, and send it to us that way. Uh, we have voice clips this week. We have voice clips from Colin this week. And we are finna play those and yep. then give our commentary. Oh, what's the wait before you hear that? What was the name of the email he sent with it in conjunction? Because he wants me to know what kind of fucking meat title for this week. The name of this is Meat, Meat, Meat Return of Meat Positivity for 2020. Of course. Yes, of course. Lovely. (laughs) All right, here we go. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm going to go ahead and do just a voice memo for now, as I am also in the car. I think you guys said that you will be recording on a road trip. Um, so the one thing I wanted to respond to is I definitely wanted to respond to the young lady that uh, that spoke in last time. Um, and uh, she, I mean, she's right and to an extent, but, I, you know, I just want to make sure that, you know, in my opinion, I feel like people need to just do a better job of, of just being... Uh, the, the whole the whole thing that we're talking about, you know, this year with meat inclusivity or or exclusivity <sighs> is being able to, to be faithful or remain faithful to, to not only to yourself, but to your partner um, and, and treating people with more dignity and respect in that regard. I got more coming later. This thing's about to run out. Hey, what's up one more time, y'all? I almost forgot that you guys wanted me to. Oh, okay. Didn't think about when my phone go down. <laughs> wow. Garbage. Um, you guys wanted me to discuss check writing. So, used to work at a bank, legal department, right? We used to get a lot of consumer inquiries um, and other complaints, either sourced by government uh, regulators like the CFPB and OCC, which is the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency for Federal Government, or directly from consumers themselves, uh, or their state attorneys general, a bunch of different stuff, right? So the thing with checks is, uh, with a paper check, it's really hard uh, to determine fraudulent activity. Um, The only really way is like if if the signature doesn't match based on the signature card that somebody has on file at the bank, um, a lot of times there's electronic signature cards nowadays that don't have an actual handwritten signature and people sign their names differently every single time they sign it. So, uh, and I'll continue on the next one. So, uh, that being said, it, it becomes really difficult with checks. Also, there's a pretty well-known scheme uh, with check cashing and check cashing fraud uh, where what a, uh, because of the, the lag time in, a, in the check cashing system, which is regulation CC uh, under the federal government, when you do a mobile deposit of a check, the bank will honor it immediately and will deposit the funds into your account. And then what the scammer will do is then take the check and take it to um, a check cashing uh, place like a you know whatever one of those money places 
and then cash it again manually rather than digitally, and they end up getting double the payment. And it, it makes this entire situation where then we have to take the money back. It's, it was ridiculous. So, at any rate, checks are easy to be uh, defrauded. Um, don't write checks. Uh, encourage people to use digital wallets like Venmo, um, Apple Pay Cash, Cash App, stuff like that. However, according to the law, make sure you verify everything. And this kind of goes back to the date conversation, too, which is making sure that you're verifying uh, dates, documents, everything. Read, double check and triple check. Under the law, the bank is under no obligation to help you recover funds that you send an error using something like Zelle, Cash App, Chase Pay, Venmo, etc., etc., etc. The onus is on the user or on the consumer to verify the place or the, the, the name, telephone number, account number that they're sending the information to to include um, your tax returns as now it's tax season. So for anybody listening... Before you end up sending your taxes, make sure you double, triple, and quadruple check uh, your routing number and your bank account number before you submit for your tax return because the bank is under no obligation to help you recover funds that you mistakenly send to somebody else's account. Love the show. Um, Looking forward to hopefully trying to get some time to get back on there. Um, next time I do, uh, there's a uh, podcast uh, studio that has t- uh, times available for rental here in Seattle. Um, I'd like to try to get in there so that my, my audio quality and everything matches up and we're not trying to do that wonky Skype call with, with bandwidth issues and everything. Um, I just think it would be, be pretty good. And then, um, but yeah, looking forward to coming back on sometime in the next you know, couple, you know weeks, months, whenever it is, whenever we can schedule it or whenever it's appropriate. Um, and um, yeah, keep doing what you do. Uh, like I said in my email, make sure you read that uh, for the title. Uh, Stardew Valley on PC, Switch, uh, PlayStation, Xbox, great games. Got co-op. So if anybody wants to, uh, we're in a little farming simulator together. Holla at your boy. And uh, Endless Skies for space exploration. Okay. Well. Thank you for your meat title, as always, Colin. I, I guess this is a thing now. This is just going to be a thing that I'm going to have to Appreciate the knowledge, too. You know. So. Yes, no, the check writing thing. And I, what's hilarious is that older people who've always written checks, that, we, that writing checks is the more secure way of doing it, which is why they still write checks. Why they don't want to cross over into debit cards and using that. And that's why you still get behind them slow ass people in line writing the goddamn check when you're in a hurry and you're like, Suzanne, just swipe your card. Don't write this check. I mean, they tried to speed it up by having like the register where it'll fill the check out for you so that, you know, writing people, that, but they still have to sign it. It's too much. It's too much. Don't write checks. Um, and I mean, I don't got much to say about the other point. Just treat people with more humility and, uh, be kinder out here and we can avoid a lot of the issues that we got out here in our society. Indeed. Um, again, appreciate you for writing in, Colin. We'll get with you to get on that next time. Speaking in. Uh, So before we move, that was the only letter speak, recording, whatever. So I have two things. Before we move on <laughs> out of this section, 
One, I feel like I need to. I was talking about dating last week, and I was talking about going out on a date, and so I wanted to briefly touch on that. <laughs> um, and that leads into I also talked about last week. I had a doctor's appointment, my yearly, which I was talking about putting your foot in the stirrups and how much. So I'm gonna start with that. And I wanna I wanna talk about this because I feel like it's something that a lot of women deal with. But anyway, so I'm 35, went to my doctor's appointment my year. Um, I have decided for sure I wanna have a kid. Sadly, <laughs> I am not in a place to have a fucking kid. The worst fucking feeling <laughs> is going to your doctor and talking to your doctor and she be like well, you know, you're 35, so this is the time that I tell people, you know, uh, maybe you should start looking at freezing some eggs. And I'm like, first of all, the fact that I'm old enough to be having this conversation is what the fuck? <laughs> when did this happen? When did I get old enough to have conversation about freezing fucking eggs? Like, what? <laughs> um, but, and why I hate that, you know, my cousin is having the same she doesn't have any kids. She's a little older than me and her daughter. But they tell you that, like, that. Do you know how much it is to freeze fucking eggs? This shit costs thousands of dollars. That's just to freeze the eggs. Then when you that you have, you want to get you get with somebody and y'all decide you want to have a baby. You have to have the eggs fertilized and implanted either into you if you can still carry a baby or into a certain. All of that shit costs money, my G. Okay, all of that costs money. <laughs> so. Um, that kind of sucked, you know, she was like, well, you have time, um, and all that shit. But I think, so I start getting older and this is something I try to tell my male friends when you start getting older, everybody's on you like, oh, you know, you need to have a baby. If you're going to have a baby, you got to do it now because there's like this fucking clock over your head that's counting down to when your eggs shrivel up. And so when you are in your 30s, men dating women, and it seems like they're like wanting to be serious and wanting to like get married and stuff, it's because there's a lot of pressure. Whether you see it or hear it or not, there is a lot of pressure. And we put pressure on ourselves. And so I just wanted to talk about that because I feel like a lot of women go through this and we don't really talk about it because it looks like everybody's just out here having fucking kids. But there are people who have you know decided that they wanted to have kids in 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 the best of circumstances whatever the best of circumstances can be for them and so they don't have i'm me being one so i had to have that fucking weird ass conversation about freezing eggs and the fact that i'm old enough for that to be a thing and the fact that you know i have to be seriously thinking about the possibility of not having kids and what that means in adoption which she was talking about adoption as well and i was like job that I do and the kids that I see <laughs> make fine to adopt because I don't at least look I got drunks in my family we got our own like shit but I know what to expect from my genes and my DNA for the most part you don't know what you get when you adopt but that's another whole entire thing so that was the doctor part and I just wanted to, to talk for the women that are in my position that maybe my age or older that don't have any kids and like it's not just you there's a lot of us and people don't understand it. And the first thing that somebody wants to say is, you have time. You have so much time. And it's like, girl, no, I don't. I know how old I am. And not to mention, 
we hear this every year when you go to the doctor. So every year when I get a yearly, I have this same conversation. So anyway, that's that. The update on the date is that I didn't go <laughs> because I Google people, okay? Before I go out with you, if you ask me out and I agree, I'm going to Google you, okay? I just am. One, I watch too much ID channel. Two, I read too many. Far too much. Far too much. (laughs) Whatever, okay? I like it. Oh, my show came back on Netflix. It's called I'm a Killer. It's so good. They're in season two, but neither here nor there. I do watch too much of this shit, okay? So it makes me very suspicious. But here's my thing. If I Google you and you've done nothing, I'll find nothing, right? You can Google me right the fuck now. I could give you my whole government name and shit. You're not going to find nothing because I've done nothing. So, like, yes, maybe it's a little odd that I do this, but if you haven't done anything, I ain't going to find shit, right? So, Google, Google the guy and found that he has a criminal history uh, for stealing identities or trafficking in stolen identity so suffice it to say I declined um I mean, my credit ain't the greatest you know but um I like to keep things the way that I have <laughs> I'm gonna fuck it up I want to be the one to fuck it up uh so that didn't happen and it was frustrating even more so because that occurred and then I went to the doctor and had this sad ass conversation about freezing eggs and I was just like but I wouldn't have to freeze eggs if niggas would just not be identity thieves <laughs> like if I if, if these little stupid things would stop happening I wouldn't have to freeze no eggs I wouldn't even have to be talking conversations and shit like it's frustrating it's a very frustrating thing so I had a frustrating week um, not helped by the fact that I I have like issues keeping my vitamin D levels the way that they're supposed to. And I'm a dumbass. And I had to move and stuff. And so (laughs) I haven't been taking my vitamin D like I'm supposed to. And my is low. And so part of me being in a bad mood here lately has been because I have almost no vitamin D. (laughs) So I had to get a prescription. And then I got to start back to taking my vitamins. Because I'm old, apparently, and I've gotten to an age where it's like, gotta take daily shit in order to function. Bullshit. That was my week, though. <laughs> hmm. So, so you, said, you said if somebody Googled you right now, they wouldn't find anything. No. Are you Googling? <laughs> I did. Googled the shit out of your ass. What'd you find? I found out that somebody in Chicago got your exact same name and they're a counselor. Yes. Did you know that? I didn't know that, but my name, Jennifer, like my literal full name, there's a lot of people with it. But for that person to be a counselor, too. It's odd. How old are they? Does they have the age? Mm -mm. It's odd. I mean, I've met people with my whole name. Now, also, you are on a website called Family Tree Now. Now, I'm going to inform everybody on here about Family Tree Now. I'm still on there. I, yes. I, I opted out. You are on here. Damn it. It got all your family members' names on this hole. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you when your mama was born in 50 Sam. Oh, that's so creepy. 
your brother was born in 74. So there's a website called Family Tree now. And I think I talked about it before, but it's a bunch of other websites where you can put your name in and it'll basically bring up all your family and people that you were linked to and people that you, your cousins, your family, old Old boyfriends, old addresses. Like, so it got a possible relative section. Then you go down, it got a possible associates section. And it's just random people from your life somehow. I mean, some of these names are from AUM. So weird. That I reckon. Really? Who's on there for AUM? Um, maybe. Oh, um, hold on. I don't know. Uh, Shonda Green sounds familiar. I don't know who's it. Oh, Shonda Green is my uncle's new wife. What? <laughs> really? New, new? Yeah, they just. She Your divorced. uncle's wife was born. She's 35. Yes, my uncle's wife is the same age as me. That's yes. creepy. It's, well, it is what it How is. How old is your uncle? Is that Willie? Willie? That ain't Willie. Is Willie? I don't know. Somebody oh, named. Oh, no, Andrew. this is on my mom's side. This is. Oh. Full... Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, and it got all of your old addresses. Don't got the new one. Good. <laughs> but it got all these old ones. Including the last one? The Hoover one? Yep. Damn. And it got the phone number. Oh, God. So, yeah. So, either way, family you can treat now. Get, get that <laughs> shit off your system because you can opt out, but apparently she did it and she's still on here. So, I, I don't really know. opt out again. <laughs> I don't know how much credit this system gets. Well, but you haven't found no fuck shit. Okay. So, let me tell y'all about another website. Okay. And and you can use it or you cannot. It's called rapsheets.org. Okay. Found out about this when I was working at my last job. If you go to rapsheets.org and you know the county or the state that that person lives in or potentially served time in, you can look up their entire criminal history on rapsheets.org, which is where I found out about all these charges. Um, Again, if you know where they live, if you, and I mean, it's every state in, so it's not just Alabama. Like, you just go to whatever state you're in, whatever jail. Uh, and it's with whatever. a Z, not yes. with an S. Yes. Rap sheets, uh, with yeah. a Z, not with an S. But you can find, if they've been, if they have a criminal history to pop up, and that's how I found <laughs> this out about him. But again, you can put my name in there right now. I've never been to jail. I've never been to prison. Nothing would come up. Nothing. So I feel like, yeah, maybe it's a little bit much, but these niggas are crazy. And I just don't want to go out on a date and not return home. (laughs) I just don't. I don't know you. Um, And these are things that you're not going to tell me about. He was never going to tell me that in 2018 he did some, some, foul shit with people's identities and and had to be locked up he was never gonna tell me that i would never have known that never would have came up (laughs) i would never have known so it is what it is so suffice it to say we never we didn't go out we're we're not going out and i don't even know at this point that i'm even like trying to fucking i don't know i'm over you are you are (laughs) <laughs> spend a whole shitload of time not dating, find one weird dude and be like, I'm over it. Well, you never got into it. I know, but this is why I don't get into it because I find people and then it be, it don't ever be like 
small stuff. If it was something small that I feel like people could be like, Red, you nitpicking. This is not a nitpicking situation. I don't. It's not a nitpicking situation, but it's not a situation that you need to mass apply to anybody else that could potentially be decent (laughs) and say, I'm not doing it now because one person was crazy as shit. I know. You got to do better. I just want to be married. I don't want to date. I don't. This isn't fun to me. This is it's work. This is work. Work. That. It's work. Save up money, and you're gonna have to buy you an Asian man and get him <laughs> sent over here, and he will do everything you want him to do until he get his visa, and then you will have had that experience. You have a half black, half Asian baby. I got half black, half Asian nieces. Um, then you got to do this shit the hard way, okay? There ain't I know. no other way around it. You got to date, I'm okay? Tired. I'll help you find some damn body. I will. We got to do something because if I go to this time next year, if I'm going back to my doctor and I have to have this fucking freezing eggs conversation again, I'm choking somebody out. <laughs> I'm tired. Gotta, I don't want to talk about freezing eggs ever again. Like, that was the saddest fucking conversation. Then we got to find somebody to shoot the club up. Wait. That's not... Let's <laughs> not, not jump ahead. I, what I'm saying is I, I would like next year when I go to the doctor to be like, well, I'm seeing someone. Like, I'm nowhere... I, the steps that it takes to get to making a baby, I'm not even on step one. I'm not even on step half. <laughs> I have not negated the fact that we need a whole bunch of steps before this, but at the end of the day, the conversation we having are about getting you somebody to shoot, shoot the club up. Okay? <laughs> Automatic weapon. <laughs> Don't even stop. Wait until the clip empty. That's what we that's what we're trying to get to. How was your week? My week was, was good. Week? Not as productive as I needed it to be, but good. I'm optimistic about 2020. I'm actually optimistic about moving in the direction that I'm moving, which I don't even know exactly what it is, but I'm happy about it. That's good. Just planning some things and having my 2020 missions and following through with some of them, you know, just making me see the benefits of goal setting, which I haven't really taken a lot of energy, putting a lot of energy into doing. Um, just because I'm just cool breeze. I'm go with the flow. You are uh, that. But I need, I, I need a little bit more direction. Um, I've been going with the flow for five years in my business, working in the community, doing Medicaid and they don't pay enough. I understand why agencies stop accepting Medicaid. As I've been looking at other countries and other states that are more liberal, how much they reimburse for things, it's even on the federal and state level with Medicaid, it's more. We just don't have a state that values anything but this uh, fake-ass sense of accountability, which is really the way that they want to convince you that you're not good enough to have things. That's all it's about. If you ain't pulled yourself up by your bootstraps, if you don't work hard enough, if you don't put in the elbow grease, then that's the reason that you're suffering. That's the reason that you're poor. That's the reason all these things. But it's it's just a bullshit-ass way to tell you that we're not going to give you shit. I don't like it. I don't like it. And so I am a Blue Cross Blue Shield provider now, which pays almost three times more than what Medicaid pays. 
and clients come to my office and I know this is a conversation that I want to provide services in the community. I want to be reimbursed for what my profession is worth though as well. And just thinking about that and trying to come up with an intentional way of being more involved in that process is, it's just, it put me on in a better state of mind than I've been in. Um, just thinking about it, but I mean, that's my week. That's, I mean, uh, same shit, new weeks. Um, (laughs) I think I told, I'm, I'm double dabbling in some underworld shit (laughs) that, uh, Yeah, this nigga came to my house about I need to use your address. And I was like, why? He was like, don't worry about it. You'll be compensated. Like, what? That sounds... You'll be finally compensated. <laughs> don't worry about it, okay? It's when a package come to your door, don't sign your actual signature. Just put some squigglies on it for me. <laughs> Hell um, no. It's exploitation of businesses, what it really is. It's, it's probably not a great thing to do, but I'm not even certain that I'm going to dabble in it because it's just questionable anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> that's what I've been doing. I've been, you know, in these little, little groups and whatnot. But uh, that being said, that's it. Mm-hmm. You want to hop into the viral post so you close out the letter? First? Close out the letter? You close out the letter? Alright, well... If y'all have any questions that you would like for us to answer, any comments, anything that you would like for us to know, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartistgmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation and send it to us that way. For my for my 30, 30 over women, like, let me know. Do y'all have to deal with this shit? Is, and is it as annoying to you as it is to me and my cousin? We had a, we had a whole conversation about it. It's just like, it's very frustrating. It's one of those things you ain't got no control over. I can't really do shit about this. Like, I mean, I could go make some badass decisions to just have a kid. I could have been done that if I was going to do that. I feel like at this point it would be a waste to do that. I could have did it in my 20s if I was just going to be out here fucking up. <laughs> like, why would I wait till 35 to be to fuck up? That just seems stupid in a way. Doesn't seem right. It is what it is. <laughs> Let's get to these viral posts, though. And I'm asking you this question directly. Anybody listening, I want you to think about this question and what is your answer. Which is the hardest for you to say? One, I apologize. Two, I need help. Three, I love you. Four, I was wrong. I need help. 100%. Out of all of those, I need help would be the hardest one. And just not because I don't have people that I I know would help, but I feel like I shouldn't have to ask. I want to be superwoman and, like, handle shit. And so that's probably the hardest thing. Followed closely by I was wrong. (laughs) That's the reason why you goddamn set up your house by yourself instead of getting (laughs) the help that you were supposed to have. Yes. Yes, it is. For me, the hierarchy is I need help, then I love you, then I was wrong, then I apologize. Cause I can apologize easily. If I if I if I'm wrong, I can apologize. That's that's no problem. I don't like being wrong. If I was wrong, well, I I look at having to apologize based on a wrong of how you did a person or how you interacted with a person, some kind of way that led to them feeling negative somehow 
Mm-hmm. I was wrong, you know, it's like when I thought I was right. That's different. <laughs> when I thought I was right, but then I'm exposed, then I have to say I was wrong. That make that a little bit harder. Hate that shit. Uh, I love you for me is difficult because I didn't grow up with an I love you family. And so a lot of times I don't really value I love you as much as it represents for the world. And so I just, I don't say it like that. And then yeah, I need yeah, help. I, I need help. I'm solo. So I view that opposite. Like I didn't grow up in an I love you family. So I put more stock into it because it, it's, it's like a, um, it's like an oasis in the desert type shit. So for me, because I didn't get it, it's something that I look at as significant as well, opposed to insignificant. Well, let me say that I grew up in a loving family that didn't say I love you. Yeah. So it's not like it's like I show you things that I think represents love, but I don't value saying it much to think I need to say this. Yeah. So I don't I don't like say it on my own. Like if somebody said to me, I say it back and I don't really initiate saying it <laughs> because I feel like the things that I do should represent what that is. When I mean that's a part of it, but saying it is re- relevant too. So say saying saying it is relevant too. Yeah, fair enough. Um. All right. Next viral post. Dark skinned niggas always want to talk about how soft light skinned niggas are, but be in a hurry to make one. <laughs> got a kick out of that one, huh? Because it's true. <laughs> Not all of them. Not all of them, but a lot of dark-skinned men do like lighter-skinned or white women. I did not say all. Please don't come for me. Say that there are a lot. And so, yes, if you talk shit about light-skinned niggas, yet you are somebody that is out here creating little light-skinned niggas, then it's a bit ironic. That's funny. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. All right. If you watch Roseanne, I guess this you can give me some input on this. I don't really have much to. Add. I watched it a little. Both fathers were terrible with money. Both shows had a kid who was an artist but talked too much. Both shows built our hopes up, but somebody always run off with their money. Well, Lona and Jackie are the same character. Both of them in Illinois. Lona. Uh, good times. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. Both of those shows, I mean, yeah, Good Times and Roseanne is about struggling-ass families that the rest of the people in their group of folks look down upon. You know what I'm saying? Like, Roseanne, then will be considered what white people call, like, white trash. Like, I think, you know, they're, they're at the bottom of what's acceptable for that particular group. And the same thing with um, Good Times, they was, like, super poor as fuck. So, yeah, the correlation makes sense. Okay. Next one. Um, nigga, your doctor can't whoop you. Tell them you smoking and fucking raw so they can accurately diagnose your scary ass. <laughs> <laughs> Folks get up in this doctor's office and be like, I don't smoke, doctor. <laughs> no, you've been smoke chain smoking blunts. <laughs> Wonder why you having respiratory issues? Cause you inhaling <laughs> air into your damn lungs, dummy. 
That is so true. I don't know why people have an issue with like admit because like it's it's the doctor. I get you know maybe you don't want the people around you to know, but it's your doctor like who is gonna have to treat you for the shit that could come from you doing it. They need to know. <laughs> yeah. Like you're gonna make your doctor have to get specific. Listen, I'm tired of you bullshitting around. Have you been letting men skeet in you? Okay, damn. You're not a hoe. You you have discovered your sexuality and you're exploring it. Okay, if it make you feel better, I don't see you as a hoe. Hoe. Answer the damn question. I'll make these doctors go in on y'all ass. You wonder why they just tell you go get some Advil. You lying ass motherfucker. When you come back in here with your vagina lips burning <laughs> you're gonna wish you told me the damn truth um y'all ever miss your mama then get around her and be like oh hell no <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> yes that yeah i'd be like mama i ain't seen you in so long and then i get around her and be like you know jesus said and i'll be like oh, god damn <laughs> Forgot about this shit. <laughs> yeah, that's my my mom. Like you'll you'll get around her and it's like, oh yeah, man, my mom. And then she'll start like, you uh, have you found a church to start tithing? Yeah, or just like something. And it's like this is why I was gone as long as I was. That's why I don't be around your ass? <laughs> Damn. All right, next. Now I don't I didn't quite understand this. I guess you can tell me tell me this situation. Okay. I needed this is a woman. Her name is Eartha Clit. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I needed time to heal before I shared this with y'all. This man asked me for coffee. I said I don't drink coffee. He said me either, but I was thinking we could grab some sodas. What? I needed time to heal before I shared this, but y'all, this man asked me for coffee. I said I don't drink coffee. He said me either, but I was thinking we could grab some sodas. Oh, I think I know what's happening. What's happening? I think that he thought that her saying I don't drink coffee was her blowing him off. And so he went for something easier to be like, oh, yeah, I don't fuck with coffee neither, but we can grab some sodas. Like, that's she, she gonna say I don't drink sodas. <laughs> she can't. Yeah, but well, now you. <laughs> she gotta you be more direct. That's dumb. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let me get that one. He gotta. He gotta work on that shit. Y'all, one of my coworkers is pregnant and she has a broken rib. She's really small, like super tiny, and the growth of the baby caused it. They can't fix it until after she has the baby. She's seven months. She has to go the rest of her pregnancy with a broken rib. Y'all! Exclamation points. Yeah. That should be happening. I ain't never heard Pre- about something like that before. A bitch. Pregnancy is a lot of things can happen. A lot of fucked up shit. <laughs> and this is why. And I know y'all are like, well, Rick, you just said you want to have a baby. Yes. But this is why I don't understand why y'all be letting these your kids talk to you any kind of way and shit. I got a broken rib to get your fucking ass here. I wish the fuck you would. You've lost your mind. You know what all the, the shit that went into getting you here? 
Okay, it wasn't a pleasant experience, but I did it because I love you, and I'm gonna kill you if you don't get your shit together. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, stuff happens. Vaginas rip. Do you know people's vaginas rip? At a high rate, mind you. Yes. Y'all didn't know that. That shit tears. It the fucking space, tears. The little meat between the booty and the vagina. That thing tear up often. They gotta sew oh, that back up. They have to sew your shit back up. And you gonna come in here mouth? <laughs> no, absolutely fucking not. No, not having it. I am not fucking having it. Like, I know it ain't your fault my shit ripped when you was coming out, but it happened. And I'm going to need the respect Dang. that that deserves. Your mate don't need it happening either. That so, thing might not be yanking like it used to, god dang. He's going to be like, this shit wasn't like this before. <laughs> Damn, baby. He's going to be just in, changing the baby diaper. You ripped your damn mama in half. I ain't gonna tell you this shit right. I'm only telling you this shit right now because you don't know what the hell I'm saying. Damn (laughs) vagina ripping baby. A lot of fucked up shit happens during pregnancy. Yeah. So I can believe that. Is she teeny tiny? I can see that happening. Because everything has to expand to accommodate a whole fucking human. A six, seven pound human where you ain't got nothing right now. So uh, yeah, shit happens. Shit breaks. Rips, so this tears. So this post is gonna be insensitive. Oh Jesus! But it's more insensitive to Jesus than it is to Kobe. <laughs> okay. Y'all think Jesus can hold Kobe? Response: Wouldn't be the first time Jesus got crossed. <laughs> <laughs> So that is so rude. It's rude. It's insensitive on, on, on the fact that it's, you know, making light of Kobe's recent passing. Um, but it also implied that Jesus ain't got handles. <laughs> Not the first time he got crossed. People ain't shit. <laughs> At all. <laughs> the still, you haven't had one that I haven't done the moose talk, so. You haven't. I don't think we get in there this week. <laughs> um, we'll talk about Dr. Umar Johnson when we go down the list of Kobe stuff that we're going to talk about this week. <sighs> but Dr. Umar thinks all these people being killed because of their knowledge and all that shit says a lot that he's still alive and kicking. <laughs> Listen, y'all, it ain't no secret that I do not like Umar Johnson. I just do not like it. He's he called himself Pan-African. He called himself a school psychologist who ain't really licensed, but he say some shit that is disputed in the profession of psychology, and he act like it's a fact because he's a psychologist. Like, research would say that the shit you saying ain't right, bro. <laughs> he talk about, like, boys who gay just ain't had a lot enough whooping and a daddy figure. <laughs> that ain't how that shit work, and it's okay if you don't accept and don't believe that homosexuality is uh is not a choice is something that you're born having predispos- a predisposition to somehow it may be from your genetic makeup it may be from the gestational period in uh in your mom when you before you're born but you don't have to accept that but 
don't accept it and shut the fuck up until there's <laughs> evidence that prove what you're saying right. Right now, the shit ain't right. Um, just go along with the Kobe shit. Um, you might be a redneck if you're pissing on Kobe's grave because one girl accused him of rape 17 years ago, but you voted for a guy who's been accused of sexual misconduct by 25 or more women. You might be a redneck if you cheer Kobe's death because you cheated on his because he cheated on his wife one time 17 years ago but you voted for a guy who paid a six-figure settlement to cover up a cheating on his wife several times with a porn star and was even stupid enough to do her bareback <laughs> like it's, Ooh, funny. it's funny how people choose yeah to ex- expose their bullshit it's, mm-hmm. it's funny but not in a real funny way, but in a way where you just say it's funny, but you don't really mean funny like ha-ha funny. Yep. Um, don't call transgender people mentally ill if you believe a man in the clouds love you unconditionally, but under certain conditions. <laughs> 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 That's real fucked up, ain't it? <laughs> Jesus loves us unconditionally, but only conditionally. <laughs> He loves you unconditionally, but if you ain't tithing, he still loves you, but he gonna send you to hell. Wait a minute, what does love even mean then? If he loves me unconditionally, but will still send me to hell, what is that? Tough love? That ain't, Lord, that that means it's not unconditional. It means it's conditional love then. Maybe it's like, I guess it's like when your mama say they love you, but they still beat your ass for whatever they did. Whatever you did, you get your ass beat. Just yeah. whip. Man, my mom was saying she did it because she, she said because she loved me. I, cause, I don't need you out here running around doing this stupid shit. I'm doing this because I love you. Don't feel like No, I, I, you doing this because you got fucking unresolved trauma and you're letting this shit come out through your hand, extending through this belt, w- w- lashing on my body. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> What's the worst thing you remember saying about your mama after you got disciplined bad and just going where nobody could hear you? Um, I don't know. Probably it pertains to my dad. My mom, my sore spot with my mom was always my dad. So like something like that's why you ended up with this ancient ass nigga. This this is exactly why. (laughs) Well, I um. I mean, that is about your mama. <laughs> about her decision-making situation. But it would be something to that effect. That was the kind of shit that I would say. See, me, I... we, I, I made it seem like my whoopings was worse than they were. <laughs> you know, I was already a big dude. My brother was the dummy. He'll just stand there and be like, it don't even hurt. It don't even hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and we got the right mama, you know, because if he had the wrong mama, then she would have grabbed the phone and bust his ass across the head and got us our asses removed from DH by DHR. But it's I was the one. It did hurt. <laughs> I was the one that was like, it did hurt, but I was like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh. like I was on some acting <laughs> shit, acting shop. <laughs> I should be the one out there in Hollywood. That's you know, but you know, one time I did grab the belt. Oh, and you know what? It ain't like it was really on purpose. I mean, I wasn't that coordinated back then. I don't even know how I caught the belt. It wasn't intentional. You know, oh, it's they just, get so mad when you do that shit, though. When you catch the belt, it ain't shit you can do. 
One, yeah. if you the whooper, but then if you the whoopee, it still ain't shit you can do. What the fuck? If you <laughs> snatch it, that's worse. Like, you got oh, to yeah. let it go. Your yeah, best you... option once you grab the belt is to let it go and just take them extra looks from grabbing the belt. Mm-hmm. But if you take the belt, that's bad shape. But I ain't never... Because I was faking my whoopings, I ain't never going to my... I went into my room like I just finessed the shit out of my mama, goddamn. <laughs> that's what I did. That wasn't even a real whooping. Just went back in there and playing the game. Yep. <laughs> that was my move. Uh, I got a few more. <laughs> Why haven't the government came up with a solution to stop airplanes and helicopters from crashing before they hit the ground? <laughs> this was clearly written by an idiot. Let's go on and get that part out of the way. What? Um, but you know, that's like saying why the hell came up with something to keep car crashes from happening before the impact. <laughs> Listen, man, I need I need everybody to understand something. We are the ones that try to figure out ways to fight with gravity. Okay, <laughs> we ain't supposed to be getting that high up off the fucking ground. <laughs> or oh, we'd have wings. We would have fucking wings. We are the ones that's creating mechanisms to fight with gravity. Gravity is the one that do this shit. <laughs> the government can't do shit about gravity <laughs> outside of a controlled environment where they can create, you know, make an anti-gravity type situation. But ain't nothing can stop airplanes and helicopters from crashing. No. Kobe's plane crashed because he, it should not have been in the air anyway. It was too foggy in L.A. The LAPD had granted all their choppers. LAX had granted all their choppers. And they got special permission to fly. And they were flying in heavy fog. And I want y'all to know that video that y'all seen of the helicopter spinning out of control is not Kobe's helicopter. That is an old-ass video if you've seen it. It's, it's not it. Don't nobody have no video of Kobe's helicopter going down because it was too fucking foggy to see the shit. Why would you want a video of that in your What is the video that Umar Johnson was referencing when he was talking. Either way, we'll get there in a minute. Yeah. Got one more. Hey, my nigga baby mama a stud now. He be mad that a motherfucker when his granny say your baby daddy came by here looking for you. He just slammed the door hard as fuck. I'm over here crying. <laughs> Man, that's so crazy. Not his baby daddy. First of all, his grandma rules for <laughs> Yeah, his grandmama, just grandmama in. She doing what she supposed to do. She is rude as fuck for that shit, but that shit happens, man. I know uh, how you eat. Ain't nothing you could do about it. I mean, it, it is what it is. She's still the mama you can. <laughs> but that has to be awkward, I would imagine. Yeah. Okay. So. Do you want to just get this Kobe that's the viral post yeah let's get this so last week government name us podcast that were recorded on Sunday all got notifications that Kobe died in the middle of the podcast for us it threw off the energy um and Cole Jackson was about to tell a story when he got the news and I kind of want to hear what he was finna finish saying but I'll remind him about that later (laughs) 
And uh, subsequently, so many things have been going on this week. I mean, we didn't have the full report last week. We didn't know who had died. Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi died. Um, two of her teammates and their parents died as well as the pilot died. So nine people. And uh, after a few days, you know, everything started happening. Uh, so you had a news reporter that said that, first off, TMZ broke this story immediately. They did. Uh, they broke the story. It came out. TMZ do what TMZ do. Be the first person to say shit. Because it's TMZ, everybody thought it was a lie and not true. It turned out to be true. And then it turned out to be fucked up that TMZ dropped this news on TV before the family was even able to be notified. So they found this shit out on media before before uh, they were able to be formally notified about it. Which is a fucked up way. Gotta be a fucked up way to find out. Uh, moving forward from there, you got you know videos coming out and Umar Johnson almost immediately put out a video talking about how uh, he was referencing the wrong video, but he was saying shit like, you know, propellers don't stop mid-air. Like, you automatic... A, a whole bunch of people <laughs> automatically became like helicopter and gravity experts when it comes <laughs> to this situation. You know, like, you... How do you know? How many helicopter crashes have you seen? You know, and then he gets into the conspiracy about, you know... Kobe having this knowledge and somebody assassinating him because it don't look like that natural, you know. So, Umar Johnson at this point is just a joke to me. He's clickbait. Uh, if you follow him, I really hope that he just has an unorthodox way of taking you to the place you're trying to get. If not, then y'all gonna be walking into a pit of lava, goddamn, or something. <laughs> That's just how far off if he ain't right that y'all are walking with following Umar Johnson. Uh, but the reason that I originally listened to him because he is very charismatic. I listen to his Breakfast Club interviews because he just has a really compelling way to say bullshit. Yes. But if you don't tease out what bullshit sounds like, then you're going to be following somebody who espouses bullshit. Yes. And that's how I started to realize some of the stuff he said. One, he's using my profession, and I don't agree with that shit. Neither does the profession with some of the shit he say. And then... His motives seem to be odd. You know, he talk about how he being celibate. Then the news come out about him and that stripper and and having sex with her. It's like, it's fine to be having sex, bro. You don't have to, you don't have to lie. Just, you know, but when you try to paint yourself a certain way, it comes out like this. And, you know, it, it was just distasteful for him to do that. And then we had a reporter that came out and mentioned Kobe's rape case. And we call it a rape case. But the reality is that evidence pointed in that case to it being a consensual sexual encounter that uh, and clearly maybe Kobe interpreted as consensual and she didn't but so many different things came out about her having different semens on her which Dave Chappelle done joked about before and all this and all that you know but this reporter brought up that okay Kobe's a rapist you know and it, it begs the question which came up is when you talking about the totality of a person, is it supposed to be based on something they did that weighs more than everything else? You know, like rapists are in jail. 
like people want to have it both ways. People want to say shit like he's in jail because he committed a crime. He shouldn't have committed a crime and then he wouldn't be in jail. But motherfuckers don't say, well, he's not in jail. So the crime didn't happen. Like people just want to believe what they want to believe about anything. And I ain't saying that he didn't rape the girl and it just privilege helped him out in that and finances helped him out and he paid him off and he did things to get his way out of it. But the reality is the way that our justice system worked, justice was served. Well, and the thing is, it's so disrespectful to his family to, cause the thing is Kobe while he was the most known person on that helicopter, was not the only person on that helicopter that died. This was a horrific tragedy for all of the people on that helicopter and all of their family and loved ones. And so for you to just be like, I can't even imagine Vanessa Bryant right now, how she is even functioning to lose her husband who, regardless of how you felt about him, she stayed with him, Had they had two more babies with shit happened loved him and for her to lose her child and you want to come out and and put some shine on yourself by saying well who cares because he was a he was a rapist it's like disrespectful like if you felt that way about him cool but you you don't get to tell everybody they don't mourn this loss and you don't get to tell everybody else that they shouldn't care because you feel like he did this thing and he's not deserving look i can't stand fucking Donald Trump. He could die tomorrow and I wouldn't be like fucking care he was a piece of shit. Like I don't give a fuck. Okay, I'm not going to give a fuck. But I'm, I also know he has people for whatever reason. It's somebody it's two houses down from me somebody got a motherfucking Trump 2020 flag flying. Hate driving past that shit. I wouldn't like I just don't understand people like this ain't the time for that. It's just not the time it's disrespectful the families of people involved. these are real people these are real people with real emotions and you want to make a name for yourself turning this into something that you can talk about because there was another lady that was a rape that on your list Is that, that <clears throat> on your list of things what the lady that rape victim yeah yeah that I mean the lady that made this, you know, tweet was a rape victim and she worked for NPR. No, she didn't work for NPR. She worked for some popular journal. And the reality is she is a journalist that posted a link to an article that talked about Kobe's rape at the time when Kobe died. And as a journalist, it was, she really didn't do anything wrong. I mean, posting that article is just journalism. It was... Just an article highlighting that situation. However, the timing of that and the idea is that between then and now, you had 17 years to take this up as a cause. You had 17 years to bring and shed light to this situation that happened. And this was just the wrong time to do it. So she got suspended and then they, you know, then then they overturned that because she really didn't do anything wrong within the policies of the business. It's just that in these high tense moments when a, a loved one to people has perished, you can be insensitive and you can do things that people are going to consider problematic like you did. And that's garbage. Mm -hmm. And then you got a com uh, comedian that um, 
joked on Kobe's death. I can't remember his name. Um, I don't remember his name. But he's a it's a Jewish comedian. Apparently that's his thing. He just talks shit about people when they pass away. But like he got removed from a comedy club, and there are there's. There's a such thing as doing too much, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it is such a thing as doing too much. And Ari Shafir. That's his name. Ari Shafir. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a regular guest on Joe Rogan podcast, so you probably heard him on there and he just been on TV Comedy Central and stuff. But I'm like, this is a moment that a family and a community of people that value this person should be able to mourn. Um, and it's just unfortunate that so many people have come out to to bring controversy to this moment. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even a Kobe fan like that, but I do understand how much Kobe infiltrated the culture. Um, and then, and then we go to all of the um, fan murals, tattoos. There's some good ones and there's some horrible ones out here, man. Indeed. You, if you're listening to this and you or you know somebody who is thinking about getting something in the memory of Kobe, do not let them skimp on the cost of that. Please, please pay for yourself a decent <laughs> tattoo. Uh, LeBron got a tattoo of a snake, a mamba, the black, black mamba. Um, yeah. You know. Imagine how many people. Imagine how many people like in the NBA and in media and stuff was like Kobe haters that like. We don't know about, but like LeBron them know about and the NBA know about and stuff. Like, imagine how many people in the back scenes just hating and they <laughs> and, and like they can't really say nothing good about Kobe because everybody know, boy, you ain't fuck with Kobe. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> You'll cuss Kobe out if he came in this room right now. Don't be out here fronting. How you deal with that? Yeah. Um, but that- I, you know. I just wanted to highlight everything that had been going on with Kobe. If you value Kobe enough to feel something when when it went down, you know, just take care of yourself. This is a moment that makes us think about our own mortality. And I thought about mine because he's six years older than me. And this these kind of accidents can happen to anybody. It's people dying in car wrecks every day that a whole host of people Got to figure out how I'm going to survive now after I just lost this person. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. Uh, speaking of tattoos and getting portraits done, let me tell you something. I have tattoos. I'm a fan of tattoos. Tattoos are one of the things. I think that you should be very cognizant of the things that you body, but, you know, it's your body, whatever. However, that being said, uh portraits are very difficult to do a portrait a painting a portrait on a canvas a regular canvas is putting a portrait on skin even more difficult so you cannot skimp on a portrait tattoo because if you want it to look like the person it's supposed to look like you cannot now that being said, I did not realize that Jacquees has enough of a fan base where he would have someone that would get his fucking face tattooed on them. But apparently he does. 
uh, unbeknownst to me. And this poor child went and got what's supposed to be Jacquees. Somebody said it looked like oh, Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> and it kind of does. Portraits are tricky, people. Portraits are tricky. You, if you want to get a portrait done, save your money. Save your coins. To a really, really good tattoo artist and just drop that money to get it done. Because otherwise, you're going to have a situation <coughs> where you're constantly having to tell people who this is supposed to be. We're fucked up. Especially when it's a famous person that it should be recognizable. Especially when it's like, this Tupac. People should know it's Tupac before they shouldn't have to ask you. have to ask you, you probably got a fucked up portrait tattoo. It, it takes, that's not an easy thing. You're going to have to pay the money for that. And who knew Jacquees had them kind of fans? I, I just, I didn't think he was that popular, but I'm old, so maybe... He's not popular to my group. It ain't about popularity. It's about the IQ level of the small amount of fans that he has. All right? <laughs> no offense to you if you're a Jacquees fan, but I will challenge you to go take an IQ test. <laughs> I will challenge you to do that. And let me know what that number is. Jacquees leaned all the way into people fucking with him. He did. He leaned all the way into he doing these remakes and he just started doing more and it's like who is who is letting you do this? Stop, boy. <laughs> you finna fuck your career up on yeah. your pride and your ego. And he already... him, like they say Jacquees the king of R and B and he came out with an album called The King of R and B. You are not the king of R and B. No. You're yeah. not. You are behind You're not a even long the court list of jester. people. He's not even the court jester of R&B. I don't even... He doesn't have a title. Just make your music and get your little bit of money you're gonna get, Jacquees, and sit the fuck down and stop being so loud and drawing attention to yourself. Let your music do that. If you was musically inclined enough to where people was fucking with you, you wouldn't have to be loud. And look at me, look at me. We just some haters right now. <laughs> you know that? <laughs> Whatever. We just some haters for no reason. We can just let that little bitty ass boy go and do what the hell he want to do. With his sharp ass teeth. <laughs> nigga look like he finna turn into a vampire. I hate you. <laughs> look that nigga, I don't care. He looked like a friendly Migos. <laughs> you know, the Migos, oh they, look, they, they, they look serious, but that nigga looked like, he looked like Migos, uh, Sesame Street Migos. Listen, what I show on point, the picture of this tattoo, he thought it was one of the Migos. Is it one of them niggas? Is it like, take off? <laughs> he I thought know. it was one of the I don't the know Migos. which is which. Y'all need to look this tattoo up. It's terrible. Is that Offset or Terrible. Quavo? Or? That's the happy Migos. Happy Migo. <laughs> Jacquees. He looked like he would fit in with them dudes. No, he, he looked, don't. He looked like yes, they would whoop his ass. No, he looked like he looked like the short bus Migo. <laughs> he looked like they let him hang around but wouldn't really let him fuck with the music. <laughs> you know, 
Like, here go Jacquees ass. Don't say nothing to him. Y'all know he's slow. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, my boy? <laughs> Chilling, man. Yeah, we finna hit the studio. <laughs> oh, no, man. My mom only let three of us in the studio at a time. <laughs> so you can't come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Look, I'll see y'all at school tomorrow, though. You know, the kind of kid that never know he being shitted on. He just gets shitted on all the time and be smiling all around you all the time. Like, why is he so happy around us? We don't do nothing but shit on him. He got to be smart enough to know that that three, studio, three people in the studio thing a lie. Listen, y'all, I'm just a hater, man. This is what's happening in my older age, man. I'm just not caring about not expressing myself about things that I just don't understand. <laughs> that nigga. I'm sorry. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um, Terry Crews got us some shit this week. Terry Crews stay getting into some shit, man. And I like Terry Crews, but it's getting harder to like Terry Crews. It's getting harder to like him. And this is sometimes what black women be talking about, about not feeling supported. Uh, Gabrielle Union came out and was talking about how America's Got Talent was doing some race while she was there as far as having an issue with certain hairstyles with her and just, just a bunch of little shit. So Terry Crews decided to come out and say that, you know, he has had not had that experience. Um, and her response shows a, you know, a clear disconnect between his experience and her experience. Basically, you know, shitting on what she said and putting doubt out about the possibility that this shit actually happened to her, which is very fucked up, especially coming from him. You also another black actor. You know how difficult it is. Um, and for you to just throw her under the bus like that was kind of fucked up. So, of course, people got in his ass, as they should have. Um, and then, of course, because people got in his ass, he decided to apologize. And this was his apology. I told at Kevin Hart for real a while ago he needed to acknowledge the pain of other people. Right now, I have to do the same thing. I want to apologize for the comments I made. I realize there are a lot of black women hurt and let down by what I said and also by what I didn't say. Gabrielle, I want you to know it was never my intention to invalidate your experience, but that is what I did. I apologize. I've been through a lot in this business, and with that, I empathize with the struggle towards fairness and equality in the workplace. Gabrielle, you are a role model to the entire black community. And in my desire to be professionally neutral as your co-worker, I should have at the very least understood you just needed my support. Sincere, sincerely, Terry Crews. Uh, and then D-Wade was like, somebody take Terry Crews' phone. <laughs> Basically <laughs> like, nigga, we don't want to hear that shit. Because <laughs> D-Wade ride hard for his wife. He ain't out here with the shits. Listen. You do not discount somebody else's experience. And that's essentially what he did. Well, I haven't experienced that. You know, she's saying that, but that hasn't been my experience. You should have just not said a fucking thing at all, Terry. Instead of invalidating her experiences and the things that she she went through. Like, 
it's crazy because if when Terry Crews came out with his story about that party, and if somebody else would have came man out and handling said, hey, jump. I was at the same party, but you know what? Nobody grabbed my nuts. He didn't <laughs> grab my ball sack. So, matter of fact, I was I was next to him most of the night. I I got decent balls. I'm attractive. I don't understand if if he did stuff like that. I don't understand why he wouldn't have grabbed my balls, Terry balls, all the balls. <laughs> he, you, you mean to tell me he's like nobody did that? Gabrielle Union, as a matter of fact, came out in support of his perspective in that shit. Yeah. She came out here, like it's, this is the manifestation of when black women be talking about they don't be feeling supported by black men. Yeah. This nigga for no reason, <laughs> for no reason, came out here and said she lying. <laughs> That's why it was an anonymous source, because you can't verify the information. Now you know I know for a fact that I was at McDonald's working. While girls that I was working with was getting sexually harassed by niggas that I didn't know was sexually harassers. <laughs> okay? I found out later on. I found out after. It's so much shit that can be going on right up under our noses in the same environments that we're in with people. And for Terry Crews to not have the foresight to think that way means that I like Terry Crews, but he's not as smart as I thought he was. <laughs> maybe. Just Maybe. He is smart enough to read shit that other people write, say that to us on the camera, and that's all he's good for. Because when he start thinking on his goddamn own, <laughs> shit start getting weird, okay? And he finna star in a movie called John Henry. Oh, what? It's a movie named John Henry. It's like a community it's like a, a it's like a Luke Cage alternative. It seems like family drama type situation. Why they call it John Henry? Why does that remind me of Slaves? What is because does... you know John Henry, the black man with the hammer. Yes, that's what it is. That's that's what it's gonna be. Okay. Yeah, I mean that because he got a hammer in the movie, like rocking around with a hammer. Like, what the hell wrong with you? <laughs> Ludacris out here with guns, and you walking around with a hammer. <laughs> wrong with you like, i don't i don't know i don't know what what i don't know how they gonna make this modern day john henry shit make sense but whatever but i like terry cruz i think he's talented i think he's funny in those old spice commercials he can draw like shit he's clearly swollen strong he white chicks he played a hell of a role in friday he played a hell of a role if you watch brooklyn 99 he ain't the kind of character i like to see he's just like anxiety all over the place but he got some funny moments. But I can do without Terry Crews thinking for himself. Because <laughs> this shit getting too deep. Uh -oh. It's just, it's exhausting, you know. And I, again, this when women are saying they feel like black men don't support us, this is an example of what they mean. Because sometimes people are like, what do you mean? Give me an example. This here? This right here is an example. Because he literally could have just not said a goddamn thing, okay? Nick Cannon was also on America's Got Talent. And wasn't he the first host of America's yeah, Got Talent? Yeah, he was on that bitch for nine years down Has there. he said a goddamn thing about this whole Gabrielle Union thing? He's responded to Terry Crews. Like but I'm he, saying but prior to that. 
No, like, no, you don't because have to he, say nothing. Listen, just stay out of it. <laughs> Nick Cannon said that in response, he said it is a lot of stuff he saw on there that's wrong. He said it's systemic. He said. You know, a lot of us get so, you know, caught up in the fact that we got a good job and we working for the white man that we kind of overlook some of the stuff that's going on. But he said the way that they handled some of the judges and some of the contestants was definitely a, a systemic issue there. Clearly, he's not going to go into no specific issues or nothing like that. Um, but in that same interview, they, Nick Cannon is fucking doing his thing. Nick Cannon's radio show is number one in L.A. That bitch is syndicated now, so it's going all over the place. Um, Wild and Out is the number one show in Viacom. I just that's why I, I feel like he should just stick to the shit he know and leave alone. But that's another discussion. Leave what alone? <laughs> oh, also, Mask Singer, number one, number one entertainment show right now. You need to I, just focus on those things. I don't know, man. But Nick Cannon seems so mediocre for everything to be great that he doing. But maybe I'm just looking at it through a limited lens. Somebody tell me why Nick Cannon is this amazing. Oh why he God. is doing Wait, so who, good who at everything. Going back and forth. Was it? It was either Shogun or Cole Jackson. I cannot. One of them was riding hard as fuck for Nick. I don't remember who. I don't. Anyway. But Nick to Terry saying so he didn't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, So it's not even that. Terry Crews could have just shut the fuck up instead of throwing her under the bus because the what he did and how he said it and what he said, he basically just threw her under the bus and discredited what she said. And it's, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. And this is what women mean when they say they don't feel supported by black men. This here. Which, right is, here. Un, which is very unfortunate. It is. So, P. Diddy had a Grammy speech. He did. And I don't know what he said in his Grammy speech because I don't watch the Grammy, but Mace heard it. Mace (laughs) heard that shit. So, Mick Mill posted a status that said, what's up with all these different race men got all these young black kids in slave contracts in the music business? Come get with us. You need help fixing your situation DC and Rock Nation is literally stealing. Now we found something we can get rich off of. So he's basically saying these white men are the ones that's running hip hop. Like, why is that the case? And Mace posted this. And then he said, I'm going to read all of this. At Diddy. Because he at that nigga. He said, at you, Diddy. I'm talking to you. I heard your Grammy speech about how you are now for the artists and about how the artists must take back control. So I'll be the first to take the initiative. Also, before we ask of other ethnicities to do us right, we should do we should do us as black people better. Mind you, Mace probably didn't do real, very well in high school, so as I read this, y'all will understand. <laughs> Especially the creators. I heard you loud and clear when you said that you are now for the artist until that practice knowingly has continued purposely starved your artist and been extremely unfair to that very same artist that helped you obtain that Icon Award on the Iconic Bad Boy label. For example, you still got my publishing from 24 years ago in which you gave me $20,000, which makes me never want to work with you as as any artist wouldn't after you know someone is robbing you and tarnishing your name when you don't want to comply with his horrendous business model. However, people would always ask, what's up with Mace? So I would be forced to still perform to not look crazy when I was getting peanuts and the robbery would continue. 
so many great moments and people's lives and music were lost. But again, I rode with you in the face of death without flinching and you still wouldn't do right. I never said anything because I wanted to wait until I was financially great so I can ensure that I was addressing them from pure place and not out of spite. To add insult, you keep screaming black excellence and love, but I know love isn't free. So I offered you $2 million in cash just a few days ago to sell me back my publishing as his biggest artist alive. That always show you respect for you giving me an opportunity at 19 years old. Your response was, if I can match what the European guy offered him, that would be the only way I could get it back. Or else I can wait until I'm 50 years old and it will revert back to me from when I was 19 years old. Damn. You bought it for about 20000 I offered you $2 million in cash. This is not black excellence at all when our own race is enslaving us. If it's about us owning, it can't be about us owning each other. No more hiding behind love. You changed. Give the artists back their money so they can take care of their families. Damn. Mace came hard for that motherfucker. I mean, they had on them puffy jackets together and shit. Yeah. And so it made me have to think back to like them moments. Mace, at some of them moments, Mace may have been looking at that man in contempt because you robbing me. You and I mean, it's Diddy, so like, this is not hard for me to believe that that is the case. Diddy's, Diddy do fucked up shit. <laughs> so, not surprising. But Mace is right. You can't say that, but also be guilty of what you're saying doesn't need to happen. He offers you $2 million and you tell him no. That that shit makes so much more money than them two million dollars, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. But he's really just talking about the discrepancy between what you're saying you are in this Grammy speech yep. and what it seems like you've been this entire time with me when it comes to dealing with the financial part of of my publishing. You know, either you're the same P Diddy you always been, and you just gonna keep fucking artists over if that's what you're doing. And or you done changed according with this speech. You done changed and I don't gotta worry about that. Um but Diddy ain't the only one. Pharrell too. Pharrell um, what? Saying that uh Khalees came out and said that he he been tripping. Um Khalees says that. Pharrell and Hugo, I don't know who that is, uh, Chad Hugo of the Neptunes, walked away with publishing rights, and she got with nothing. She said, yeah, I signed what I was told, she admits, but she trusted her friends who she met outside the industry. I was too young and too stupid to double-check it. Um, she said she seen Pharrell. A few years back, he was performing at an industry event, and she was in the audience. And he did that thing to me that he's notorious for, which is make a nod from the stage to someone in the audience. So it seems like there's mutual respect when in reality... Uh, I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to yell back. You stole all my publishing, so you end up nodding back, and everyone thinks it's great, like whatever. Mm. So it's not. I mean, it's not surprising. You know what I'm saying? If, if I was, if I was, I mean, I feel like if a lot of us was like in Diddy or Pharrell shoes, and we had a young artist, and we giving them more money and exposure than they ever had, and we got their publishing, and we making. $20 million a year off of their shit and they making $500,000 a year off of their shit, it probably would be hard to do that. But if I was that person, I'll just be that person. I'm not going to start preaching about no black fucking excellence knowing that yeah. I got people under my thumb like that. I'm just going to be that motherfucker. I'm pre- yeah. it's, pretty, it's probably hard to just share money to share it. 
You know what I'm saying? Especially when yeah. you kind of have the legal grounding to do it. So, I mean, I ain't saying I don't understand, but, like, I ain't going to preach this message that go against how I'm practicing because now you got a whole bunch of people coming out who know how your practices are, and they calling you on that shit. I don't even know what you're going to do with that. Mm-mm. But I just wanted to uh, talk about how Mace read this nigga. Oh, he did he? <laughs> he read him for filth. Uh, you want to talk about Pastor Troy? The pastor. Yes. So, <laughs> y'all know who Pastor Troy is? Yeah, y'all know who Pastor Troy is. I mean, Pastor if you're younger, it depends. Okay, so Pastor Troy was hot as fuck in 98, 99, 2000. He came out, um, no more playing GA type shit. I mean, it was he he was doing his thing, right? Yeah. Um, I even fooled with Pastor Troy back then. You know, like during the football games, uh, before the football oh, yeah. games, all these white coaches will be in there. But here we are out here, um, with them in the office listening to the um, nigga, fuck what you say. Ain't no more playing GA. You know what I'm saying? Before the game, trying to get hype. And, you know, Pastor Troy... What you say? Ain't no more playing, G.A. Now, I don't know why his name is Pastor Troy. I know his dad is a pastor. He's a pastor kid. Uh, I really don't know what his dialogue about why he's Pastor Troy would be. But he has some some unchurch-like music. I mean, all his music secular, but, like, he had a song named Vice Versa, which was oh, basically yeah. talking about what is heaven was hell and vice versa. You know, talking about Mary and just saying all kind of offensive shit. I was here for it. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I fucked with early Pastor Troy. Um, that first album, We Ready, I still go listen to that shit right now. I don't really give a fuck what he's talking about. That shit is fire. <laughs> You know, at least retroactively fire. Like, it ain't fire today. Like, you can't get a young person to listen to it today and be like, yeah, that's fire. It's like, it was a big part of that, like, hype, crunk music. That's, that shit was hot, popular back then. It's different now. Yeah. But Pastor Troy, as y'all know, Lil Nas X won a Grammy for Old Town Road. And Pastor Troy posted a picture of Lil Nas X. Bro, he was dressed, like, fabulously. <laughs> Lil Nas X had on like if you he taking this cowboy stick too far like if you if you like that's what he gonna do that's fine that's how he made his money he gonna do this shit forever but if you were to say if you were to put gay BDSM cowboy into Google (laughs) this is probably what the way Lil Nas X dressed is what you would like his he got a whole pink cowboy setup. Hot but like, pink, not like pink. pink, hot pink. And it's got like belts all around it. He got like belts wrapped around his neck. Like it looked like a, a, a gay BDSM setup. And that's what that's what it looked like. And Pastor yeah. Troy posted a picture that says, Well, guess I won't be winning a Grammy if this is what I gotta wear. They love to push this shit on our kids. The other day at Applebee's, and he added them motherfuckers too, had some punks kissing and laughing eating mozzarella sticks. First thing my 14-year-old son said was, fuck Applebee's. And it brought joy to my heart. He sees it. The agenda to take masculinity from men, black men especially. Some may say, he making money. A RuPaul do too. But I ain't bumping his CD. 
Integrity is priceless. Y'all better open that third eye and let your sons know what is real, or they ass gonna be headed down that old town road for real. PT hashtag they gonna ride till they can't no more. Hashtag black owned and independent. Hashtag not my sons. Hashtag it ain't worth it. Hashtag take the road less travel. Hashtag you will still get there. Hashtag DSGB. Hashtag tag won't be on my page long. So I don't know why the mozzarella sticks took me out. <laughs> why was maybe it was the passion that you said to punks eat mozzarella sticks? Well, I wanted them. I when I said punks like that because I want people to know that a, 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 a pastor Troy is meaning punks as gay people. Because, like they yeah, kind of stopped using the word punks to. Re- punk isn't used that way anymore. Yeah, you gotta go to be. you gotta go to fifty year old niggas and up to hear punks like that mean gay. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't saying it like that no more. So I want no. that's what he means. So now if you a punk, you a scary ass motherfucker, not a gay yeah. <laughs> and so his son saw that commercial and said fuck Applebee's. So that let me know that he's spewing such a biased version of you know this. And not only that, but he said take the road less traveled. Straight. <laughs> <laughs> It's straight through. He's implying that gay is the road most traveled. He's implying that like there are so many gay people that is that going being straight is is not the norm. So I I'm not understanding this man. Now let's get to the crux of this, okay? Let's get to the hardcore, real fucking problem with this. Pastor Troy, you weren't finna win no goddamn Grammy, okay? It's been- so many other if your goddamn ass was gonna win a Grammy, it would have been in 2001 out here talking about some. Well, I guess I won't be winning the Grammy. You can end the whole fucking post like that. You can say because I done got too old, you can say because I ain't really putting out quality music, you can say because my style is different than what kids is fucking with today. You can say a whole bunch of shit after that. You could end your post at well, I guess I won't be winning a Grammy because my fucking time is over. All right, but the reality is, this is another post. I'm gonna read this one too. Somebody posted this nigga named King Zeke. He put chart history. The last hit he had at a peak position on the chart was "Are We Cutting?" In 2002, its peak position was 96 on the chart, and it lasted there for five weeks. I don't even quite remember that song, but it had Miss Jade in it. Who the fuck is that? Okay. I think it was like, are we cut in? Are we cut in? Some shit like that, maybe? I don't remember it. I don't Hold know. on. I, I, I kind of want to go through it on my phone. I do. I do. I want to see how it... I want to see how this is because I, I want to encapsulate Pastor Troy in this situation. It's the pastor. Yeah, I don't remember it. Oh, I do remember this song. Yeah, because it, it sounded like a goddamn school band playing. And yes, it sounded like a pep rally. Okay, so now that yeah, sounds familiar. That's what that song was. In 2002, uh, this says, this is why you don't have a Grammy. Don't have nothing to do with no punk or the <laughs> outfit he got on. 
Jay-Z got 21 Grammys, and you never seen him dressed like this. <laughs> Old Town Road was number one on the charts long before Lil Nas X even came out as gay, and he wasn't dressing like this either, so this outfit ain't got shit to do with his win. It has to do with the fact that people love his music. Try again. <laughs> Bruh, like, Pastor Troy, Shut the fuck, the fuck up, man. I just shut the fuck up, Pastor. Right? Okay? There has been so many artists, hip hop artists, that have won Grammys that ain't had nothing to do with no gay nothing. So for you to pick this moment to be like, well, that's why I ain't won no Grammy. Well, what about all them years before this, my nigga? <laughs> before he existed. The fuck? I mean, <laughs> I can hear Pastor Troy right now, like the way he's going to justify not having a Grammy forever. They're going to say, well, Troy, why are you on a grant? Well, you know, I wasn't sucking no dicks. I wasn't dressing gay. My boxing gloves and my World Wrestling Federation looking ass belt ain't hot pink. You know, I'm PT Cruiser. So I don't do none of that old punk shit. That's why I ain't got no Grammy. No, nigga. You ain't got no Grammy because you just didn't elevate to that level. You are probably in conversations in the South when it comes to hype music and and niggas with, you know, a good early portfolio, but it ain't universal. It's not universal at all. Like Now, <laughs> now we got to add this other component to this shit, okay? I, I've talked about this a bunch of times on the podcast. How the fuck is homosexuality an agenda? How is it an agenda? How does somebody's decision to enjoy the same sex in a relationship sexually, how did that got anything to do with an agenda? How are they making you gay? Has <laughs> a choice? How, like, I mean, I don't understand. I, gay people existing is an agenda. Because gay people exist and because people like Pastor Choi don't agree with homosexuality, the only thing that makes sense to him and people like him is that being gay has something to do with somebody trying to make everybody else gay? Well, I think when they say it's the gay and they feel like it's not gay people, but it's like the pushing of gayness to the forefront. And this, the kids, apparently kids being exposed to little Nas X and his life decision to do what he wants to do is going to make them decide <laughs> to be gay too, apparently. I think when they say gay agenda, they're talking about the uh, visibility of gay people now, which... So, because they, if the gay agenda is the fact that a bunch of different groups are making homosexuality more visible, it's matched with how much you are trying to suppress it. You are pushing that bitch down like once the jack-in-the-box thing pop out, bloop, and you got to push it down <laughs> and put the top on it. That's what you motherfuckers <laughs> is doing. Like, you can't even let people exist normally. Like, let them just exist. Let them just, like, a gay person is literally a fucking giraffe over there eating his goddamn leaves at the top of the fucking tree. 
<laughs> and you know what? You in a goddamn safari truck running up on that motherfucker, taking pictures of him, saying, look at the motherfucking giraffe. <laughs> fucking up our trees. <laughs> motherfucker want us to eat from the top of the trees, too. Look at him. Eat from the top of them trees. That fucking agenda, they want us to eat from the top of the trees. We can't even get up there. This how much sense the shit make to me. <laughs> this is how much sense the shit make to me. Like you literally, a gay person can be walking alone by themselves, and a straight person will run up on them and be like, "Hey, gay motherfucker," and then run off like I wouldn't harming nobody. <laughs> Same thing for the trans community. <laughs> Same thing for the trans community. The t- two trans women were sitting at a table eating. I watched the video, and some white dudes just came and sat by them and was saying shit like, "Hey, nigga, bitch," <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what? man, bitch, and they got their ass beat. The dudes, they got their ass beat by the trans women. They still got them hands. Yeah, they got their ass beat. Like, motherfuckers are literally just trying to mind their business. Listen, Lil Nas X put a song out. The bitch got popular on TikTok. He got them existing out here, you know, gay as hell, but subduing that shit. Came out and said, I'm gay. Ain't bothering nobody. He ain't put out no campaign for your kids to be gay. He ain't came out and said, y'all need to try some dick, kid. <laughs> he ain't done none of that shit. But people like Pastor Troy come out here and think because Lil Nas X want to wear a flamboyant-ass hot pink cowboy suit to his get his fucking Grammy that he trying to make your kids kiss over mozzarella sticks. <laughs> Why are you bitching mozzarella sticks specifically and still sending me? I don't know why. I'm hungry when he typed this shit up. I don't know. But it is preposterous to me that niggas can't exist. Like, people we don't agree with can't exist. And it not be, the accusation not be made that everybody who is showcasing them existing, okay, they in movies. Okay, they in TV shows. Okay, they in commercials. Okay, they getting a Grammy. He ain't get a Grammy because he's gay. <laughs> he just didn't and you can believe it if you want to you can believe that homosexuality is a choice which makes it easier for you to swallow this shit but it's a stupid choice to make if it's a choice that's why I can't believe it's a choice and maybe some people choose it maybe some people you know don't quite know their sexuality like Michael's friend maybe they're trying it out to see what's going on because they are lonely or because they don't don't quite know but Michael friend immediately found out that that was not exactly funny. he said hey dick is not for me <laughs> <laughs> i don't like penis the way he thought it was going <laughs> He was like, gay people love this. Let me go try it. And he was, I could just, he was like, this ain't, this ain't what it cracked up to be. I'm definitely not gay. <laughs> like, it's not, I don't believe it's a choice. If, it, if it's a choice, it's the dumbest choice a mass group of people in America make. If it was a very tiny group of people doing this shit, I'd be like, okay, this is closer to a choice. But the fact that it's so many people making this decision, and not just if you believe here. it's a choice. And all over the globe. 
Yeah, in the Middle East where you could fucking, they will kill you for being gay. Like, it's not even just here. Like, there are gay people existing in places where it's more than just people saying, well, it's a gay agenda and, and walking up to them in, st- in restaurants saying, hey, man, bitch. Like, it's, you get killed in the Middle East if they find out that you're gay. You, you can still die. So, like, that's not the greatest choice to make. There is literally no benefit to being gay. None. There is zero benefit to being gay. I don't, I mean, maybe, maybe the benefit is that you, you get the male G spot touched a little bit, but just (laughs) let a woman do that for you. If you want it, you know, if you feel that way about gay, but see the way that pastor Troy think that's that toxic masculinity, you know, where, where, you know, a man, you know, that you can't, you ain't touching my ass. <laughs> uh-uh. Well, if you, you can't hug your homeboy type stuff, man, we don't hug. We men. We don't hug. We men. If you hug a man, that means you want to put your meat in him. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what that shit mean, man. And this is how... It's interpreted by old niggas like Pastor Choi. Oh, I hate you so much. Sorry. Sorry you had to see this side of me. But here it is. Oh, God. Um, I, I wanted to speak on Keisha Cole. Um, um, Frankie is going into rehab. And I mean, I really don't, but I wanted to speak on it because I wanted to talk about the difference between choosing to go to rehab and to be forced to go to rehab. One of the things that I hated about my last job was that a lot of people that came in for therapy were court-ordered to do so. Here's the problem with that. When you're court-ordered to do something and you have a lot riding on whether or not you do it, you are doing it to to save your ass. You are not doing it because you realize you have a problem. You're not doing it because you realize you need some help. And it's the same thing with like the court order rehab programs. People go to programs to get their sentences reduced. But if you are not yet ready, recovery is a difficult thing. If you're not prepared and ready to do that, then you're going to do as much as you need to do to get through that program and get back out here on the streets and smoke crack. Um... And this is the first time that Frankie has voluntarily gone. Like, she was the one that was like, I'm fucking up. I need to go. Um, And that makes me a lot more optimistic for what the outcome could potentially be. Because when it comes from us, when you get to a point where you're like, okay, this is not working. I am all the way up. It has a tendency to be a little bit beneficial than when you have people that force you to go. Even like that was one of my issues with shows like Intervention. You know, Intervention sounds good. You know, gathering people and telling them how much you love them. and But if that person ain't there yet, as far as, you know, ready to, to get into recovery and actually kick that habit, it's not going to happen. They'll do it to appease or they'll do it to get, to get the charges dropped. But when, when it's something different about coming to a realization on your own and you seeking out help. So kudos to Frankie for that. Because And sometimes you got to hit rock bottom. 
Sometimes you do have to hit rock bottom. Sometimes you got to wonder why it's three different Siemens on you at one time. And, and you did it all for crack. And you'll do it again tomorrow <laughs> if you don't go to rehab. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just need, I feel like I need to be making light of a lot of shit today. Well, but I mean, that is a heavy, you know, and I. Listen, that may have family, friends that, because a lot of people have folks in their life that have addiction issues. That shit, it does so much better when it comes from them. When it's court ordered or forced by some outside force, they will go through the motions, but they're not dedicated to it because it ain't something that they wanted to do anyway. I'm doing this to shut your or I'm doing this so that I don't have to spend six months in jail. I can hey. do this three-month rehab program. And look. I believe in sexual freedom. So if you got three different semens on you because you a freak for the men, then I'm okay with that <laughs> if that's your choice. But I don't, I don't, not okay with you being a freak for the crack. <laughs> All right, there's a difference. That's a mean to an end. <laughs> you, you are accepting multiple penises because you want to smoke, not because you just like all the meats, <laughs> like Arby's. <laughs> we have the meats. <laughs> Oh my God, I hate you. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, good luck to Frankie. I don't know her, really give a fuck, but you know, I I do think that when it comes from from that person, when you get to your rock bottom and you like, God damn, I got to do something different. It it has a tendency to to stick a little bit more than when it's other people telling you what you need to do. Exactly. When you when you wake up in the morning and realize that you robbed your nephew last night. <laughs> Because you need to get high. That might be rock bottom. Damn, he gonna tell everybody. Oh, you stole your key. Oh my God, I met a lady that stole, took all of the kids' Christmas gifts and sold them for crack. Kids that have nothing. Mm. So all of their gifts. This was their mother that did this. They gonna remember that shit in 20 oh. years. <laughs> yeah. My mama stole a lot of Christmas gifts one time. They gonna be in. They gonna be in a goddamn sharing group somewhere with something <laughs> at a job or on a, a retreat or something, and it's gonna be a bunch of privileged people around there, and they gonna be like, "Yeah, my mama stole a lot of Christmas gifts one time for crack." <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers gonna be like, "Oh shit, this this nigga got that kind of life." Oh hell no. <laughs> the worst thing that happened to me is that my goddamn Room wasn't cleaned up fast enough by my nanny. <laughs> this nigga got all his Christmas presents stole by his mama. It, you boy, you be surprised the kind of stories, the shit that people go through that you can't fathom that they've been through. That be shit is crazy, man. I, I find that we find that shit out in bulk because we counselors. Yeah, you know, I be like, man, nigga, I can't even tell nobody your story, but goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is writable. <laughs> now, you Somebody can't do it because you, you, you ain't passing your classes, but I can do it one day. <laughs> I'll write your story. Some of this should be unbelievable. You would believe the stuff that people go through, man. Like, and that person that stole their kid Christmas, she, that was the thing that she woke up in a hotel room and realized, like, oh, shit. Like, I'm really fucked up. <laughs> I just took my kids Christmas. 
and smoked it. <laughs> so sometimes you have to hit rock bottom. Sometimes you got to steal your kid Christmas gifts and, and smoke some crack and then be like, oh, shit. I am I bad off. Rehab. <laughs> God damn. There are things I value more than cocaine <laughs> in crack form. <laughs> Cause cocaine, you know, if you if you manage your cocaine right, you don't do shit like this. This is crackhead shit. Yeah, <laughs> crackhead, meth head, heroin, regular cocaine. You can be functional as shit off of regular cocaine. You can, yeah. A lot of CEOs. Look, I had a, I had to go to. I think I've told this story before. When I was in grad school, we had to go to an NA and an AA meeting. And when I went to the NA meeting. Any of those meetings like that, they always have a speaker that tells their story. And there was this man, older man, that was telling his story about how he got to in, into like upper management in his company, and they would go on these retreats. Now, everybody else at the retreat would do the coke on the retreat, and they'd be cool and go back to work and be fine. This nigga developed <laughs> a heavy addiction to cocaine. And ended up blowing all of their money, spending his kids' um, college funds on coke. Like, some people can be functional coke addicts, and then other people, especially if you have an addictive type of personality, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it is what it is. So, we are running up on our last little few minutes of the podcast. So I was just going to kind of go through real quick the other things that we were going to talk about. Uh, we talked about the Texas Dread head kids. One of them got a $20,000 scholarship from Ellen. These are different kids now. Well, one of them came onto the show and Ellen kind of encouraged the school to let him walk. Because, I mean, it ain't like he ain't done everything to graduate. It's just yeah. like, okay, now that you're about to graduate, you can't walk un- unless you cut your hair. Um, yeah. So, Which is again, dumb. it's just another one of those situations where uh, it's kind of white policing of black hair. Um, speaking of black hair, Taraji P. Henson has her own natural hairline. <sighs> Everybody want to do that. All right. That shit might be amazing. But it's expensive as fuck. It is? Yes. You, you know how much you check the price? Yes, but I don't remember specifics. But what if it's amazing and expensive? My uh, Aussie is like $5. And it works amazingly. I, my wind, my hair be blowing in the wind and shit. So. Wait until Aussie do something racist. <laughs> You're going to have to drop them too. Don't you, say- you don't have because you drop say moisture and they don't, black. So if you keep the white people, the universe. I'm just saying. Let me Google Aussie right now. No, don't you do that. Aussie racism. <laughs> Absolutely not. It is not necessary. Don't you take away my good hair days. Okay, I can. Mean, it's gonna take longer to find something because apparently Aussie still means Australian person. So. <laughs> That's gonna be hard. You gotta do some Google Analytics for for manufacturing and figuring. So we can't find that, but you know how it goes. Uh, Selena Gomez, when she was in a relationship with Justin Bieber, talked about being emotionally abused. Which here's my thing. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I hate that if it happens. At this point, though, it's like, why are we talking about this? He didn't marry uh, Haley, whatever her name is, Baldwin. 
I think is her name. Hey, it take time for people to come out and tell their truth. I mean, I know, but I just want to know what kind of asshole he was. Like, was he laying on the bed yelling "ashtray, bitch," <laughs> or you know, <laughs> or was he like really passive? Like, oh, you ain't gonna cook no eggs today. <laughs> And she know that means she better get in there and cook some goddamn eggs. <laughs> you know what? Emotionally abused. I mean, I don't know. I wonder what Justin Bieber did. I don't put nothing past him. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not so against Justin Bieber. I'm not surprised. He's a little dickhead, though. He looked like he's like an inappropriate pranker. He looked like he'll like, uh, after she get out the shower, he'll just go come and whoop her with a belt. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I got you. Uh, I'm going to get you. That would be the last. <laughs> I would fuck him up. I wish somebody <laughs> would hit me naked out the guy shower with a belt. Trying to do the No. Tell that to some of these parents. <laughs> About to get their kids removed by fucking DHR. Uh, we are recording right now in the middle of the Super Bowl because um, we don't give a fuck. We don't give. I don't have cable, so I would have to bootleg stream it, and I, you know, that's not dependable. I have Philo, but it doesn't have none of the um, sports channels, and it does. I pay for Philo because it doesn't have the sports channels because I don't give a fuck about sports. Due to those those underground groups that I was telling y'all about, I happen to have a Netflix account active right now. But it could very well be disactivated at any given day. Um, so I'm not going to put stock in being able to watch it on any of those live channels. Um, but I'm saying that to say that the NFL was supposed to have a ad on there talking about police abuse. And talking about some people who've been killed by the police and stuff. And it's, man, it's just going to be really hypocritical to me if the mm-hmm. NFL start taking up this mantle. Mm-hmm. Um I kind of understand how Jay-Z is framing it because, you know, people coming down on Jay-Z saying, look, how you going to let them start talking about police shootings and stuff when Colin Kaepernick was the original bring-abouter of this situation? And they crucified him for it. And he was crucified. And the problem that it highlights to me is that it's not about the problem existing because... If you're willing to highlight it now, then the problem was a problem when Colin Kaepernick brought it up. Your problem, which is a problem with white America generally, is that we've got to coddle you and say it in a way that don't make you feel bad so that you can control a part of the narrative. That's what it's about. If they are going to highlight and say that this problem is a problem now, it was a problem when Colin Kaepernick did it. That makes the discrepancy how Colin Kaepernick went about it. And if they found a black man that they can get to say, coddle them and say, well, this is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to help you figure this out. Then that's just more along the line of what white people need. They need us to coddle them and give them the best version of a message that they can uh, and not. And and that's what it feels like the NFL would be doing if that's accurate. But we ain't, I ain't watching it. So if you listen to the podcast and you watched it, what was the ad about? And... Did that ad um, bring up the same points that Colin Kaepernick brought up, or is it different? And along Jay-Z's point, does Jay-Z get credit because it's, it's been three years, and it regardless 
of how this all transpired and unfolded, we got to do something about it. We can't forever just say, well, Cap ain't back. Can't nobody do nothing about it. Jay-Z's perspective is that, like, now we got to do something. And I have a different platform than Cap. I can do it from a different vantage point. He did it from the vantage point of an employee, and the employee from that point got retaliated against by his employer. Well, now Jay-Z is a partner, and he's trying to do the same thing from his partner perspective. Do we? Are we okay with that? Are we okay with that? And I would really like y'all's input to know, are we okay with that dynamic? Um, the last thing is Billy Porter supposed to be coming to Sesame Street with one of them gowns he be having on Oscars and the Grammys and all of the stuff he go to. Did you see the thing he had on in this one? Looking like a Mortal Kombat character? Grammys? Yeah. That nigga looked like Raiden, but like his it closed. Did you see that it opened and closed? It had like a yeah. curtain that opened and closed. That shit was listen. Nigga looked like Gaiden, goddamn. It was impressive. I was like, okay, Billy. <laughs> okay, nigga. Did you hear me? What did you say? I said nigga look like Gaiden. Yes, damn. he did. <laughs> he did. Um but I yeah, think, he be I think dread- it, 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 it cut out a second when I said that. <laughs> he be dressed like all the, every time he show up somewhere because like I don't know what award show it was where he had the men carrying him in on a yeah. golden fucking thing. <laughs> like he's. I think that was at that like that fashion where everybody be dressed up crazy for them fashion. Oh, fashion the stuff. Uh, Met Gala. Yeah, I think that's what that was, but. Billy Porter dresses like he just want to make his haters mad. That's the <laughs> only way he dressed. If he ain't dressing to make his haters mad, he ain't doing it, doing it right. That's how he dressed. When he look in his closet and when he looking at designers that got different stuff to give him, he say, I like how that look. That color does pop. And that is revolutionary. But I need something that make the haters mad. <laughs> Combine all three of them hoes and add a component of hateration blocker, and you got me. <laughs> That's how he dressed. He dressed like he go right into that bitch and say that shit. He any anytime I see him is over the top. You're not gonna be able to not see him. Like he <laughs> he do that shit every time. <laughs> that shit open up. And when it closed back, he just walked the fuck off. He didn't even say a goddamn thing. That curtain closed, and he was just like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> he just walked away. <laughs> Not a word. Oh. <laughs> but anyway. I'm a fan. I like him. I think he's funny. I like Billy Porter. I think I like Billy Porter because he bold as fuck. He, he is that. I like, sure. people, I like people who are bold from oppressed groups. I like Colin Kaepernick. He's bold as fuck. Um, if you're a bold racist, that don't count. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't shit. You should not be a bold racist. You should be shameful. <laughs> you should be horrified at your behavior. <laughs> yes. That's what you should be if you're a racist. 100%. Um, Billy Porter is bold as fuck, and I like him because he's bold as fuck. He don't give a fuck. That, that what? That I feel said, like that's oh. who want. I think that's who Lil Nas want to be. He ain't there yet. I don't think Lil Nas want to be nobody but his goddamn self. 
I feel listen, like he's gonna, dirt, like his outfits listen, are getting crazier. As listen, I'm gonna tell you right now. You know how I dress. Yes. If if I make a track, and that bitch make me a a, a millionaire several times over, and I win a Grammy, I can't tell you what I will be wearing. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know if I like wear a, like a tux top with jeans and sneakers or if I'm going to still be on my pop culture shit or if I'm going to hire somebody to get me some big man fashion shit going on. I don't know. I can't tell you I won't be wearing no $3,000 fancy shit that y'all niggas would never see me in as a po man. I don't know. <laughs> You know, I, I I can't tell you. And so I don't blame Lil Nas X. If he's living out his fashion dreams because he got money now, then fine. But I don't think he doing it to be like nobody. I think he just being who he is. And he, I mean, he riding that cowboy wave. He is. His early life don't indicate that he got nothing to do with this this shit. Nope. It seemed like he might have made a play play cowboy song and then he leaned all the, he Michael Jackson leaned into that bitch. <laughs> he leaned all the way into it and said, okay, well, I guess I'm going to be wearing cowboy shit forever. I'm all in. Yeah, so. He's that all... being said, do you have <laughs> anything else on your mind? I do not. All right. Well, until we come to conversation next time. We are... What? Did I say it wrong? You said it weird. <laughs> Oh, well, until we con the conversation next time. Until we con the conversation next time. Is that better? Hold on, hold on. Until we con. Until we con the conversation next time. We out. You don't say it that way. Until we con the. I don't know. Until the next time we con the conversation. I don't know. You said it weird. No, I didn't. You did, but I it said that shit the same way. Listen, after this, go listen to the end of a fucking episode. I am. If, I am. Out of two hundred and goddamn eighteen episodes, I might have asked you a couple of times what I be saying. But I say until we come to conversation next time, we out. I don't know. We got to do it because you never said holler. <laughs> I got to cut all this out. No, you can say it. I mean, leave this in. Leave all of this in. <laughs> Let people in on the little fucking spats that we have. <laughs> the dumbass spats. Yeah, like this this little dumb shit be happening all the time. About I random shit. You say it that way. I still think it's weird. I'm trying to think of how else I would say it. Until we call the you next, got anything until we call the next conversation. That's what you say. Damn, you might be right. I can't remember now. Until, Until we, we come, come the next conversation. conversation. What did yeah. I just say? Until we con the conversation next time. <laughs> Until the next time we con the conversation. That is not what I say. That's not that. I don't remember. Until we con the next conversation. That's what you say. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla.